0: Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken.
1: (laughs) Ha ha, just kidding.
0: Actually, I'm
2: not kidding. You're bored. Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you
1: by Bombas. Brad, what is Bombas? Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great for whenever you need. And they come in a wide variety of options, sizes, and styles.
2: Yeah, it's like Tinder for feet. To get 20% off your first purchase with Bombas, visit bombas.com slash ALN. We all need socks. We all have feet. And if you don't, you still probably want to buy socks for your family and friends. So go to bombas.com slash ALN to get 20% off your first purchase. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with me, Brad Williams. And me, Adam Ray. This Friday, I will be headlining the Hollywood Improv in Los Angeles, California. One night only, one show only, 8 p.m. It's a big show. Gonna have some special guests. 8 p.m. Hollywood Improv in Los Angeles, California. Go get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Or improv.com. That's the Hollywood Improv. Friday, 8 p.m. Me doing an hour, baby. Come out and see me. Very pumped about that. And then next weekend, I'll be at the Pittsburgh Improv for the first time, uh, August 8th through the 10th at the Pittsburgh Improv in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. I've got some shows with Adam Carolla coming up. Uh, I will be at Rooster Feathers in Sunnyvale, California, August 22nd through the 25th. And then September... Through the fall, I am booked up like crazy. So uh, get all that tour date information and ticket info at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams is headlining the Brea Improv in his hometown of Fullerton, California. uh, This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. Brad Williams is headlining the Brea Improv this Friday through Sunday. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. And then Brad will be in Las Vegas at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club uh, August 8th, uh, 9th, Uh, And 10th and 11th So get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com Today's episode is a special one, baby First time ALN guest She's a musical genius uh, A friend of the comedy community And uh, you might have seen her on Jimmy Kimmel Or seen her on tour with the likes of Clapton, Prince, Mick Jagger, Steven Tyler, Sting She's performed with everybody But she's doing her own thing And she's got a new album out called Love Remains uh, which is fantastic. she played a couple tunes off the album at the end of the podcast. We're talking about the one and only tall Wilkenfeld holy shit what a uh, what a voice what a set of pipes and uh, and what an accent Australian tall is and uh, we get into that her uh, her journey to LA uh, New York the nightclub scene uh, gigging it getting her chops coming to LA um, playing with the roots Jeff Beck picking her up doing shows with, I mean, it's just the music and comedy world is so uh, similar as far as the grind and, and how things happen so unexpectedly and organically, and you got to be right place, right time, and be ready to, uh, to deliver, and Atal is uh, a great example of that, and uh, her new album, Love Remains, is available wherever you get music, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and uh, again, she plays a couple tunes at the end of this episode. So uh so do not miss that. Follow Tall on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Wilkenfeld, T A L W I L K E N F E L D. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, Brad at Funny Brad at ALN Podcast. About last night, for past and present Eps, and all your ALN merch. Beanies, hoodies, uh, sweats. Shop Adamray.com for all your Adam Ray merch. I got beanies and, and t-shirts and hoodies and Hats and, and everything you fucking need uh, AdamRayComedy.com for my tour dates BradWilliamsComedy.com for his tour dates Come out and see us she Season 2 drops Friday, August 2nd On Netflix, check that out My album Read the Room is available still on Spotify And the full album video is now on YouTube I had it cut together, taped on two red cameras which is what they shoot movies on, baby. And uh, you can watch my album, Read the Room, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash adamray24. So go check that out, my full album to watch on youtube.com slash adamray24. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and comment on the iTunes page. And I think that's it. A lot of great apps coming up. Make sure you are subscribed. Big announcements coming as well. Now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Tal Wilkenfeld.
1: Well the weekend's over
2: and it's time to chat about it It's time
1: to chat about it Got a it.
2: midget and a juice so why don't you sit down now So I, why
1: don't you sit down hey,
2: Listen you know. to our dope podcast Whether lunch, dinner or, dinner or breakfast Brad Williams and Adam Ray,
1: and Adam Ray Are here
2: for you any time of day So
1: come over and
0: treat yourself right. Nice. It's about last night Come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Right. Well, come
2: on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Right. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Uh, there's, I'm sure people ask you though to like perform at things that you maybe not want to, right? But because of like your association to them, like have you ever had to play like a friend's birthday party or a... um
0: Actually, my friends are like super respectful. In fact, like I think they ask me less because they know that
2: well, yeah, let me break that. I Will you, you play my stepdad's hey. 80th birthday? <laughs>
1: yeah, he's a big, huge fan. Uh, and yeah. it, 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 it is interesting when, because uh, I just had a friend hit me up and say that it, it, it's his wife's birthday and he wants me to do like... Oh, yeah. It, Roaster. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants me to roast her. And I'm Yikes. just like... Basically say everything he wants to say to her. Yeah, like, okay, all right, she's a nag. Yeah. <laughs> she does this. I can't say this. I'm yeah. like,
2: well... Yeah, this is my opinion.
1: Yeah, you know that if I say this, then the next time you say, hey, well, Let's get together with Brad and his wife. She's gonna go. No, <laughs> yeah. fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's never gonna happen again. Yeah. It's just, it's just not. It's just not gonna go. But uh, let's see, let's and uh, for those uh, who are now hearing the accent, Australian, mm-hmm. born, uh, born Australia. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing research about you. I found out that you dropped out of high school. I did. That Dang. yeah, because you know you knew what you wanted to do.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: And or, did the, or was yeah. the high school that bad? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was your high school experience? Were 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 you cool? Were you popular? Did you hate it?
0: I feel like I was just neutral mm-hmm. until I started playing guitar when I was fourteen, and then all of a sudden I was cool.
2: Yeah, I yeah. Because not. A, I mean, I can think of maybe two musicians I knew in high school that were like. Good, right? And I'm right. assuming did you did it come somewhat easy for you when you first started? It,
0: it was natural. Yeah,
2: yeah. What were like your cool. uh, influences, or what would you start? Like uh, Hendrix,
0: to, yeah, Hendrix was the one.
1: That's just—I mean, that, I mean—that that—that's a solid go. No, no one's ever going to be like, yeah, I well, uh, think uh, Hendrix and Flusby to play guitar. No one's ever going to look at you and be like, wrong. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you sure it wasn't Cher? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what What did you uh, did you play? Like coffee shops or play at school? Would you bring carried around with you? Like athletes would carry like basketballs and stuff. Did you have it at school? Um, before you dropped out.
0: Well my 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 mom was kind of strict, like not wanting mm-hmm. me to like practice much oh shit. um so I wasn't allowed to play much, so any time I went to school, I'd be like sort of trying to get into a room and and play, or like go to a friend's play and oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah now, it, they have been? I'm just gonna
0: go do school work my yeah. <laughs> place, <mom>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> not so much
1: and was it and, and was it just like because we we talked about this before when we went up on stage for the first time and told jokes and got a laugh we're just like well this is it this yeah. is what this is what we're doing what, did you have a moment similar to that where you strum the guitar and go yeah, this. Yeah, um, I'm instantly. Gonna do th- yeah, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Yeah. Dang it, instantly, much. huh?
0: Yeah, like the, f- the the minute I played the first chord.
1: What
2: was the first chord? Well,
0: <laughs> you know what's Just, so funny is um, I've been asked that before and I, yeah. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably like GRC. something easy. Like, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, probably even easier, like an E minor. <laughs> Dang, yeah,
1: just two
2: fingers. But what, but what yeah. was it? A song, or did you just like?
0: Just I started writing like pretty quickly. Oh
1: shit! Yeah. So yeah. So are you pulling from? Yeah, like your four. Your I guess my 14. imagination. Yeah. I, I
0: don't know because I didn't listen to too much. All right. I, I loved Rage Against the Machine.
1: Well, sure. Fuck. I mean, yeah. Because so if you're, yeah, if. if so, someone asked me there, there, there was this thing online on like I think, I think, I think it was Facebook or something, if, if you can see one band that's not together anymore reunite yeah. for one night, who would it be? And I was pissed because rage wasn't on the list. Oh man. like I saw like, you know like Nirvana was on the list, Queen, Queen with Freddie was on the list, but yeah. rage wasn't there. I'm like, that's mine. If I could see one band reunite one night, yeah, OG lineup, yeah rage. yeah.
0: I'd probably say the who.
1: And, and you Good with, call. with Keith, then, yeah, yeah, exactly on drums, yeah, because you could because you and we'll we'll bounce around a bit, but and we talked about this as we were walking up here, but you opened up for the Who, yeah, that's, that's so fucking crazy, fucking madness to 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 up for Chappelle, or, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like that's
2: a legendary night, yeah, <laughs> how did that happen?
0: Um, I sent Pete my finished album, mm-hmm. and uh, and I said. If you ever need an opening act, uh,
1: dang, consider
0: me in, and and uh, and it actually happens.
1: <laughs> That's madness because the amount of people that, like, I'm sure come up to mu- musicians, comedians, actors, whatever, and say, if you need it, you know, if you need an opening act, yeah. if, you need, if you need someone to get you coffee, and then like the amount of times that actually comes to fruition, yeah, is probably in the less than one percent, you I know. Think, I
0: think also because it wasn't really like a cold call, like. You know, mm-hmm. I'd already met him, and mm-hmm. he'd already come up to me and said that he loved my work. Like, so there was, you know, it was there was some history. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, randomly. I mean, it was still random. Yeah, I, I hadn't like spoken to the guy in four years.
2: <laughs> where wow. did you originally meet him?
0: Backstage uh, at a show that I was performing at. Dang. He was there.
2: Is it, is it similar? Is the music world similar to like the, uh, the comedy world, where it is like the hang is kind of important um, pre and post show as far as like getting to know other acts and and developing friendships and everything and and, and that can lead to like other gigs?
0: I think it's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're only on stage for an hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you got to deal with everyone for the other 23. Oh, minus the sleep.
1: Well, and like, if you're at an after party, uh, we were just watching the new season of Comedians in Cars getting coffee as you were walking in here. Yeah. My favorite line from that show is uh, Chris Rock's episode where he says he was at a party with all these famous celebrities and everything. He saw Jerry Seinfeld, ran across the room, grabbed him by the shoulders and said, comedian. Comedian meaning I'm comfortable with you. I can talk with you. We're two comics. Is it like that with musicians as well? Like if there's an after party and there's all these like executives and some fans and some VIPs and some whatever, if you see like another musician, are you like, cool, we can hang out.
0: Um, yes. And Mm -hmm. I, I almost feel that more so with comedians. Oh really? Somehow. Yeah. I found my home with like, comedians yeah
1: well and because like really i really
0: interesting yeah
1: because i first really got introduced to you when you were on uh, bill burr's podcast right yeah yeah how, how did that come about
0: he saw me play with jeff beck like years ago yeah um we didn't meet but then when i met he already like knew of my work yeah um
1: and then were too. you a fa- and then were you a fan of burr
0: i checked him out yeah. straight away <laughs>
1: yeah <and> I,
0: <laughs> i only really got introduced to comedy the art form about mm. a year and a half ago when I first came to the store that's
2: crazy like
0: i wasn't I had a pretty sheltered upbringing like I mm. didn't really hear much music like i didn't, wasn't like watching t v or listening to the radio or anything. Mm. It was like it, it was pretty strict so then I like came to America and then started playing gigs immediately and I was just lost in that world of playing all the time sure um and uh and then And then I got introduced to the comedy world actually kind of by accident or by, uh, you know, unfortunate circumstances because I I had a lot of friends of mine pass away Mm -hmm. in like a very short amount of time. And one of my friends said, well, you should just come to the comedy store and have a laugh Mm -hmm. and took a a little bit of convincing. And As soon as I showed up there, I was like, "Oh, (laughs) oh, I get it yeah this This is is, fun this is the best thing in the whole world
1: yeah
2: (laughs) yeah the comedy store truly just embodies like not just like you know the uh the joy that every room kind of brings but like the overall just energy that's there is truly like uplifting yeah uh, and being around it right especially now more than i'd say about 10 years ago where uh comics it was just a little darker you know
0: i mean i think that like especially for me as an outsider it's Mm -hmm. super fun because i get to connect with other artists yes and uh and yet it's intriguing because it's not the same art that i'm producing right so it it inspires me and it inspires what i do like whereas if i'm with other musicians where we're already doing music like what
1: Right you know what I mean no, no, no and, and there's a, there's a respect there between artists it's why I think all, all these all these actors try to become rock stars rock stars when they're on stage yeah. try to ch- tell jokes I was watching this uh Netflix documentary on on the stones and Mick Jagger has a writer that comes with him and just like writes a few lines what? with him. For every gig, so he could have like a, cu- a couple of jokes, like to tag a song. When yeah, joke. like and like and when I saw them live, he did it because I saw them in Anaheim, California. Uh, he, he said like alright so you guys are all here how are you guys going to get home are you going to drive are you just going to hop on the monorail you know cause, and then of course I'm sitting there as a comic like that's a horrible fucking joke yeah, yeah. I, I can write you a is better one is that even one. a joke or yeah, is, it, it, he's yeah. concerned about how they're going to get he home he thought Disneyland ah, they all know what the monorail uh, yeah. is yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Stuff, stuff like that but I, I was fascinated like oh Mick Jagger the greatest frontman showman <laughs> ever is like ah, telling bad <laughs> jokes yeah and, and, and you know yeah, like so not not not, not everyone can do this shit yeah and it, it but there is sort of a mutual respect between everyone who performs uh where it's like like we all have a kinship where it's like we understand yeah cuz i mean for the most for the vast majority of us this was not what our parents probably imagined we'd be doing yeah and at some point, we had to be like, hey, I know you guys were thinking, doctor, <laughs> lawyer. Yeah, what did <laughs> your you folks know?
2: want? That's right, yeah, right well, yeah. one. Yeah. Is that what your folks were kind of? Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> is there a, is there typical s- Jewish parents. Come oh, on. Yeah, of <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, What's the what's the what are the Jewish Australian parents like? The
0: same. Same. As same. Else same. As well. yeah. yeah.
2: Same. Yeah. Wait, so you had no, I'm surprised because, you know, American comedy is so big in Australia. Like, you just...
0: I mean I wasn't exposed to music either. I wasn't exposed to in- I wasn't allowed to watch TV and listen to the radio.
2: And no friends and around you were kind of like, "Yo, have you heard or seen this?" Well, this
0: was pre like oh, iPhone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. pre pre YouTube. So, and- well,
0: I mean we had it, the internet of course, yeah, sure. but we we just we're into hanging mm-hmm. i miss those days
1: i know right yeah I sound well, like an old woman f-
0: but no i, really I put do. the phone
1: down and just like yeah. just chill i know yeah that's why we, that's what <laughs> like that's why we like doing this every five minutes that's why we like doing this that's why we sit down like to sit down and have a conversation with someone have you adjusted to the uh you know the phone uh social media world
0: i haven't been on instagram in over a month
2: holy um, shit how does that
0: feel it great yeah <laughs> I mean I, I gotta get back on it like, I guess. in a couple of days really for promotional purposes I, I, well yeah, I'm gonna be on Kimmel on Monday so I, I have yes. to post about that um, and then I there have a is. tour coming up a few days later like Portland and Seattle so I'm gonna post about that but like Fuck yeah, I, yeah. Took, I took a month break I needed mm-hmm. I need some time <laughs> hey
1: sometimes I mean there's th- they've I've seen them do these tests where they uh, they tell someone they're just gonna have an interview with them and they say hey put your phone down and then they put, the, they put their phone down, they start talking to them and, and they're reading like their heart rates and their anxiety levels and stuff like that. And then they have someone in the other room start to text their phone. And so it starts dinging, but they can't answer it. Yeah. They have to stay with the interview. They, no, 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 well that, and then they see just these spikes of, of people like watching their phone ding without them being able to answer it. They still have to be, Yeah. you know, and it's, and, and it's just fascinating where you go, Oh wait, this, this shit really is getting to us like it is really affecting our stress levels and anxiety levels and things like that i
0: heard some weird thing about like kids developing like horns on the back
1: i read that story yeah yeah
0: do you think that's real i mean
1: slowly i I want want to believe it slowly we're we're gonna evolve into that i i i I think in about 400 years the movie wall-e is gonna be more of a documentary
0: or, or uh, idiocracy yeah oh yeah <laughs> I mean yeah
1: that probably faster do that, you have a
2: rule when you're right recording or, or jamming where you just have to turn the phone off and like be distraction free
0: I, I put it in another room
1: yeah smart
0: um, some of the other musicians I work with don't and and I find it annoying
1: sure you're trying you're, you're yeah, trying to have a conversation with someone you're trying to create and you have you get like a good flow going where you're like okay this is really working all of a sudden well, hold on there's a new cat I, video my postmates <laughs> is here yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, and w- and when you started, you said your parents like wanted you to be a doctor, lawyer. Like, how did they react when you started bringing home a guitar?
0: Um, my dad thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was concerned, like mm-hmm. I said. But um, I think once I like moved to America and started to like, I guess, prove myself or get gigs and yeah. show them that it was something that I could do for a living, everything chilled out.
1: And how was that telling them? Hey, I'm going to move to the United States. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Off camera. Yeah. <laughs> I, so also, all right. So we cut. We just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they were so
0: supportive. They so so supportive. were all happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what
2: was your first song? Um, like when I went to Waltzing we'll Matilda. <laughs> what was
1: it? Walsing
0: we'll Matilda. Oh, you don't know that song. Oh, no. I wow, do. Okay.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So for.
0: It wasn't, but I, I thought I thought that was funny. Oh, wait, what is that song?
1: Who? What, I hope it? There's
0: no com- other comedians watching. <laughs>
1: no, no, none, none.
0: Should I do my first set right now? Do, I, I mean, be kinda, preparing my material. Yes, please.
1: This is this is about two people. Is about the audience I had for my very first set. So yeah, it'd be it, it it'd be about correct. But I mean, like you know, was it uh, like I'm trying to imagine if I were an
2: Australian-born musician, my first song would probably be about. You know, Australian Toaster Biscuits, because I love those.
0: I think it was a Green Day song, or maybe it was like, I don't remember. But the first one you wrote. Oh, the first one I wrote. Yeah. Like the
2: contents.
0: You know what's really weird? The the first song I wrote had a lyric in it that someone was like, that's a Bob Dylan lyric. And I was like, really?
1: Wow.
0: I'd never heard Bob Dylan, so it was really weird that there was a line that was in it dang so I I don't know how that happened it's a
1: good sign yeah right it It means means you're on the right path yeah it means you're on your way I mean uh, comics have had times where someone comes up to him and goes hey that's a such and such joke like that's a bird like that's a Bill Bird joke and that's if you did not steal it that's a great compliment because you're like oh cool right i'm writing like the same things as these either that or like
0: it was on some fucking mug somewhere yeah
1: yeah yeah. true yeah Yeah. and then um when because now you're obviously known for playing bass like when did you make the switch from guitar to bass and why
0: that was pretty quick uh i moved to the states i guess i was 16 playing guitar and then within a year i was on the bass yeah 16 you gotta
2: start young to get good with that right I guess I mean could you I started
0: late really I mean I only picked up guitar when I was 14 for the first time and
1: you moved to the United States two years later to be like this is what I'm gonna do for a living it
0: was really quick yeah I mean my career sort of moved pretty quick too yeah like I don't know. It's a, it's a blessing.
1: Yeah, because uh, I mean, you, you you hear stories about bands being together four, five, six, year, ten years until someone finally hears them. You know, the, right, yeah. the the right, the right ears get on them. Uh, Where'd you live when you were out here? Yeah,
0: I started off in Pasadena and then I went to New York a mm-hmm. year later. Spent like two and a half, three years there, and then came back and was in the Valley.
2: How much of a culture shock is New York from?
0: Uh, Not at all.
2: No. No. You like the big city.
0: Well, the people there, I mean, it's kind of similar to Australians, except the Australians are a bit more laid back, but yeah. mm-hmm. we're very direct. And, yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> I so attest to I, that. I sort
0: of felt like that was really natural for and me. And the
2: music scene, <laughs> obviously, like is, I mean, second to none, I feel like, in New York, yeah.
0: For s- certain kinds of music, yes. it's, it's popping. Yeah,
1: well, okay. what, what did you kind of. Um...
0: I went there for, to play jazz. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, then, and then you would go to jazz clubs all night.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so, I was so like, many. I want to do what Charlie Parker and Monk did.
1: Yeah, right. <sighs> and, and and you're not 21, so how are you getting? In, how are you getting into the clubs?
0: I have my way. <laughs> 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 oh man, well, the club owners really liked me because like yeah. I I didn't I didn't drink or anything. Like mm-hmm. I was literally just there to like study. Yeah, I was obsessed. Yeah, so they
2: respected the that. They're like, all right, cool. Yeah, she's just yeah, she's a, just yeah, literally like, student of the game. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what do you remember? Something you saw or a night that you had that was like one of those just like, holy shit, like I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe I moved from Australia and I'm here and I'm getting to see this and you get like an extra burst of inspiration.
0: When when I first visited New York, I saw Wayne Krantz and Anthony Jackson was playing bass and uh, that was kind of what inspired me to move to New York because Wayne Krantz became one of my favorite mm-hmm. guitar players and uh, Anthony Jackson as well as a basis like
1: and for you that for best. that was like I want those moments. I want that.
0: Yeah, I want to play with those guys and learn learn from them and just mm-hmm. like spend time.
1: Yeah. Uh and then you had an experience where you uh w- w- would you call your interaction with the Allman brothers your big break? Is that like sort of the thing that the thing that kind of got things launched? Um
0: it wasn't a big break. To the world right but it was the step that got me to the next step which was the big break right um it was like my first big appearance on mm-hmm. on stage at the beacon theater and uh, and <sighs> which
1: I, is amazing yeah, <laughs> that, the, yeah that theater is unreal
0: yeah i love that place so did, and so the audience is so cool
1: did they now now, now did they see you perform somewhere did, yeah like a yeah. little
0: club i was playing like three four times a night like i was just playing everywhere dang
1: you can do so, that so.
0: oh yeah yeah i mean yeah that's new york <laughs> you just walk everywhere like mm. it's like the same with the comedy yeah, yeah. same with yeah. the
1: comedy you just yeah you, you do three four sets in a night and yeah. you would join and i mean your... i suppose
0: you could do that in la too because all the the spots are pretty close oh behind. yeah no
1: i had five the other night yeah
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. it's are there uh you just kind of walk into i mean you had set times with these different Well, i was groups. like
0: sitting in with different things but then i also had actual gigs yeah so. mm-hmm. that were solo no, no, like All just playing groups, yeah. bass with different people. But these were, they happened to see me playing my own music, which was rare. But yeah, I was Fuck. playing some instrumental music. And and then that, I got that recording. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved back to LA, I played that to Vinnie Colaiuta, mm-hmm. who's a very well-known drummer. And uh, he was playing with Jeff Beck. And then he got the call that they needed a new bass player for this one, like, Super big gig. It was like to 40,000 people for Eric Clapton's (laughs) Crossroads Festival. Then I went and auditioned, and then they booked a whole tour on it. But it was that one gig, um, which was uh, just a couple weeks into me playing with Jeff, that sort of, I guess, catapulted my career because not only was it to the 40,000 there, but there were like millions of people viewing it, and it sort of went kind of viral on on the internet.
1: Yeah. I mean, because. And, it, and the, you're how old at this time? Are you still 16? or you? No, 18? I was
0: 21. Oh,
1: 21. So you so you've been yeah. playing for a while, but yeah, at the same yeah. at the same time still. 21 that's not you know that's not a grizzled veteran that's been around the block you know block like a few a times
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah go but that's the thing is you put in the hours and like you say you were doing three four sets a night you were you were going to shows not to party but to study yeah and to watch people perform and be like okay that's how they do it what can I you know how can I learn from this and so while you were 21 like you say you felt like a grizzled veteran you you, you had put in the hours they give you any advice? Uh, before that big
2: show, forty thousand people, or no? Just it's any other gig. does
0: it? Yeah, it just does, it doesn't feel any different. Yeah, playing mm-hmm. to forty thousand people, playing to forty people, because actually, I'd say it's harder to play to a room of forty than forty thousand. Because there's agree, a natural yeah. energy that comes when you put a lot of people together, um, and there's a momentum that you can play off of. But when you have forty people there, you have to like sort of play to every single person. Yeah, it's just a different thing yeah so i don't I don't think one's I, they're just different yeah but i kind of i don't know i don't, I don't know if you guys do this too, but like Well, no you can't this is why <laughs> this is why I love what you guys do because <laughs> like you really are have to connect with these individual people, whereas for a musician, you can kind of zone out and just sort of do your thing on stage and interact with the other people on stage and people are watching yeah. but like
1: oh and, and, and you know. well well, this is going to kind of trip you out. Comedians definitely do zone out on stage do they do i've gone through the motions right okay. i i 've done it, but at the same time like i've always told people if 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 people who aren't uh musicians or comedians knew what was going on in my head <laughs> while i 'm up there performing in front of people, it would Trip them out. I'm thinking about what I'm doing the next day. I'm thinking about wow. like I'm plan like I'm planning things, but then at the same time, at the same time, being present. Yeah, like and, and being in the moment and watching people in the audience and seeing. But like, I do want to. I do want to like you know argue that because I, I I think those are kind
2: of too contrasting. Because how are you thinking of what? How are you being present? Yeah, because that's kind of like a, a you know being present, but also thinking of that's the thing is other I, stuff that you're not that you're going to do the next day yeah because if you're not being present is being like fully of just thinking about what's in front of you yeah
1: and that's the so thing to is, be thinking I, about I other don't, shit i don't know how like it, like well you're, it, i don't it, think it, you it sound, are though I it, it sounds like, weird to me like like it, 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 it and, it, and it, there there are sure situations there's, there's those full moments even for
2: musicians where i feel like where you are feeling like maybe you want to connect more so maybe you i don't know you'll try to do you ever like want to look at someone in the crowd, or will you like talk? You know, some musicians talk in between songs, which I feel like is a way to yeah. Like for me, that's the crowd work aspect of it, where it's like if I do feel myself disconnecting or not as engaged, that's when I will engage in that because that just makes me focus up, yeah, and and brings the room together. You know, so is there a way to do that I musically? Do, yeah, I, yeah, well
0: not musically, but I do it. I do talk to the crowd between songs, yeah, and that's. <laughs> those are the some of the most fun moments i'd say well yeah because
1: um, anything can happen in that moment yeah Do you feel like
2: your experience being around comedians and comedy and just Has making helped. some of the big dogs it, laugh like you're like all right i fucking it's helped. If i made jeff ross laugh i think i can make <laughs> forty thousand people laugh
0: it's it's helped like it's helped um yeah i think i was already doing that though like, i think i was already yeah. like bantering with the crowd um but it, yeah, I don't. know how to explain <laughs> Would you plan it. stuff like Jagger?
2: Is it Jagger you said that was? Yeah, I've never
0: I've never rehearsed something to say on stage. Okay. Um. But, like, a lot of what I do on stage is improv. Mm-hmm. Like, at least seventy percent of what I'm doing is improv. Like, meaning I have the songs and I have the lyrics. Yeah. Um. And the structures, but every time I play one of my songs I play it differently oh shit so there's a lot of improvisation going on and I feel like the improvisation is what keeps me present if yeah. I was just playing the same song the same way every night mm-hmm. I'd be doing that thing that you're talking about where I'm thinking about uh, what I'm cooking yeah. for dinner that night
1: yeah the, is there times when you have like those super fans that will notice you're like hey you did a little uh, you, you did something different on killing me tonight like that you that that you don't normally do like d- but
0: it's different every night so no okay yeah. okay no,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> no cause there, there's like a, I just had an experience where some people came to literally like I did two shows on Saturday and they went to both shows yeah and yeah. they uh, they waited in line afterward and they talked to me after the second show and they're like yeah you, you did that joke a little differently tonight or in the second show I was like yeah the the situation called for it. Like, uh, yeah. it wasn't the same thing that was happening in the first show. They were a little more rowdier, so I had to curse a little more. I had to be a little like I had to do something different. Did you know they were coming back? Yeah, they told me. They're like, we're coming back to the late one. I'm like, and did you tell man. them? Because you know you, you're
2: obviously like <laughs> working and prepping a new hour, so yeah. sure there's not a lot of variation. In yeah, yeah, doing. yeah. And
1: I told them it's like it's gonna be a lot of the same yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's like, when you don't, don't do care. that
2: sometimes, and they come back. And obviously, like you said, like there will be a some different like intonations and, and rhythms maybe, but mm-hmm. more or less at this point with, with what uh, you know, you're know you doing, you have it locked in. So it's like, if you don't tell them, then they're like, I can't believe you pretty much did the same hour. <laughs> right. And you're like, yeah, man, I didn't just make the last night up the yeah. night
1: before. Yeah, sorry, sorry to pull back the curtain on yeah. the magic trick, but yeah, yeah. yeah, this is stuff that we work on.
0: There's this weird guilt thing that happens if you repeat yourself. Like, yeah. especially for a musician that has a background in jazz and improvisation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like if you do the same thing twice, it's like
2: you feel you feel <laughs> g- cheating the system.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't feel authentic. Like, how
2: do you how do you fight that? How well, do you-
0: with with my background in playing like rock and pop music, because it's the opposite with that. It's like play the part, play mm-hmm. the part for the song, and so it's like those two worlds can fight with each other, and you have to sort of have them find. I, I, f- I believe I found a balance where it's like I play the things that matter for the song um, and at the same time I give myself enough room to improvise within that structure to where I feel like I can deliver a new, authentic, real performance every night. Wow. Yeah.
2: Did, is there ever a moment like with comedians where you know, we might you know, t- say something on a podcast and then that night be like, oh man, I kind of like think I wrote a little bit there. I'm going to try that out that night. Would that ever happen with you musically? Like, if you maybe, if somebody says something and you're like, oh shit, and you write that down for maybe a potential lyric, or you hear yeah. a, a melody in your head and you're like, I'm gonna try to work that into this song or this riff or.
0: Mm, no, because when I go and do a gig, like I'm playing like songs that have generally been released. Right. It's mm-hmm. the exact opposite to you guys. Like once <laughs> you guys release something, you don't do it again. Right. Yeah. Like, the opposite. We don't play things until they're released. Right. Right? Yeah. And most most out, of the time. And then once, once they're
1: yeah. out, you're like, well, I'm going to be playing this song for the rest yeah, of my life right, every, right. Every, every every night. <laughs> I better get used to it. Uh, I, you talked about working with uh, Jeff Beck earlier. Um, I heard him in an interview. Say something about you that I I wanted to ask. He said that sometimes when you play with him in the band, you would sometimes correct him and correct <laughs> the band and be like, mm, "You played that wrong." And like, and, and he said that everyone was totally cool with it because be because you were correct.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Like would that, like how 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 do that's the
0: young kid syndrome, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. young, you're just like yeah. that's <laughs> wrong.
1: So 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 that so that's true. You would do that sometimes.
0: Well, Not I, all the time, I guess I like, kind of acted like some sort of a MD at times. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? Musical director. And all I, oh, okay. Oh, right. I thought I, yeah, yeah, a I thought was like <laughs> doctor. Okay. Like
1: Doogie well, Howser. Okay.
0: I, I had to punch them when they got yeah. it wrong and then <laughs> resuscitate them. Yeah.
1: yeah. But like, I mean, obviously Jeff Beck is a legend. Was there any t- there were any times in your head where you're like, I think you played that wrong, but I probably shouldn't tell him. Yeah.
0: No. But I'm like that. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's because I'm Australian. Right, I'm question. just really yeah. direct. Yeah. Um, but it was only ever to enhance the music I think like You know some of the, You gotta remember like These artists have ha- Have songs that they wrote 50 years ago or something mm-hmm. And it's like They might not remember a part Whereas I'm just listening To the first time So i have like I've learned it all fresh so it might right. just be something as simple as that like oh hey th- remember this part that you wrote 50 years yeah. ago we should play that you know
1: <laughs> your the amount of people you've played with yeah, and toured like if you just with, peruse through that i mean like <laughs> it's it's we read some of those names oh uh this is just uh, some like uh, the aforementioned Mick Jagger Eric Clapton Prince Sting Steven Tyler the Roots like that's yeah anybody good that <laughs> you fucking around with can you take
2: us through some of those uh names and experiences like uh obviously Clapton did that big festival yeah got to meet and kick it with him yeah
0: yeah well we played together at um at, at some shows mm-hmm. as well
1: what's that like to just look across and see who someone who many people believe to be the fifth beetle, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fifth beetle. um yeah I, I don't know it's
2: just (laughs) because we don't get that on stage it's like
0: right you guys are up there alone
2: we're we're connecting with the crowd but but i'm always so envious of that i mean like i guess you know we get that in a way in the podcast sometimes where it's like when something funny happens and we all share it together Mm -hmm. that's a way to get that communal sense of like you know but on stage when i see like musicians lock eyes on a certain like moment I'm like right. dude I, we'll never know truly what that feels like cause yeah. it's what, so like, different that, that's
0: why I like this Jeff Ross and David Tell bumping mics Yeah, so cool. they get to do that yes, you know?
1: yes. and it's great and it's- they
0: bring all these other people like I've gone up there with them a few yeah. times yeah. like played keyboards behind them and they joke around with me it's so fun yeah.
1: have you ever did you ever say anything that made them come I you did if, oh, I how actually
0: gr- made them laugh how, how great say? was that, that was like, feeling that was like that's the biggest achievement oh yes. yeah yeah a comedian laugh Jesus yeah <laughs> I
1: was walk I, I was walking by the side of the store watching them on stage yeah Dave saw me and goes uh, Brad Williams and then like he called me up and I'm like, oh, like, I don't get nervous. like, I'm, because if I'm up there by myself, great, I'm in control. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Now I'm up there with Jeff and Dave, I'm just like, oh, fuck. This was a few months ago. Yeah, I was so insanely nervous and they asked me like, hey, where are you going? And I said "Uh, this weekend. You were just walking through the showroom? Yeah, I was just walking through the showroom. I wasn't planning on going on. Whoa. And then they called me up and then uh, they said like, where are you touring this weekend? And I go, oh, I'm going to Alabama, because I was. And this was right when that law had passed oh, the geez. controversial uh, the controversial abortion law yeah and they asked me they go so what about that law now I don't I, I haven't thought about it I don't have a joke no. and, and I don't really do material like that so Put I'm like on the spot. oh fuck and they go what what are you gonna do and I go oh I'm probably gonna stand outside of the clinics and be like I made it like <laughs> dude crush right and big laugh and they, and then the, they the, bumped the, the, the moment Dave and Jeff both like at the same time like Pointed the mics towards me like they like it made me so insanely yeah. happy. And so they bumped towards you. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. And then, wow. I, and then and then and then, and then yeah. we did a, yeah. And then we did a three way bump. And then it was just like that. Oh, you were on stage with that. Yeah, b- yeah, b- that yeah, b- yeah, b- yeah, b- okay, okay. yeah. I and thought the, this was you still in the audience. No, I yes. I, 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 I walked up and okay, they were asking cool. me questions. Yeah, so like so you're on stage playing with them and like you say something. Do you remember what you said? Do you remember what the situation was? <sighs>
0: It was something about the kind of guys I like, and mm-hmm. I don't even remember what I said, but it made them laugh. That's
1: amazing. And then you got a bump. Yeah. How fucking good
2: Wait, so did that? So you're playing feel. A piano.
1: So you, how many instruments do you yeah. play?
0: Um, well, <laughs> yeah. Zero.
2: But oh, hilarious. <laughs> Fuck you. Humble. You're wrong. But also, like, you know, like the, I'm sure, like, there's got to be some that even for you, you're like, Man, I could be a better flautist, and then we hear you play, and we're like, okay, like you could also tour with that right now. Yeah, like if we. I just a-
0: play the rhythm section okay. instruments, like drums, bass, guitar, keyboards, sing. Jesus. But that's
1: still like. Those- I thought about putting all those yeah. on your back and going to the
2: promenade,
1: <laughs> one man band. <laughs> People
0: are doing that now. Like, they are. Like, yeah, there's a lot of looping going on. I'll, yeah,
1: there is a. Uh, I think. Yeah, like there. A
0: lot of people online now are doing that. And yeah, and it's it's, so, it's a it's an art form looping.
1: Oh sure, I saw when when I saw Katie Tunstall do that live, I was like, what the f-? like? She 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 just sings. She's got this thing playing. Yeah, and she just sings. Woohoo. And then like hits a button and then that repeats that itself. Yeah. She she pounds on like uh she pounds on like a guitar case and makes a drum beat. Reggie that, Watts that repeats. That. Reggie Watts does. John like.
2: Mayer did that actually
1: a little bit, the yeah. Dave and, and Mayer show. Yeah. yeah. It it's pretty cool. It's crazy. I I look at that in utter and complete awe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't enjoy it as much mm-hmm. in a sense because I love the interaction with them efficiently. Yeah, because and then you you're don't know what in. they're gonna feed you. Right. And I like that sort of Especially. mystery of, of knowing I have to like yeah. be on my toes. Whereas I, I don't, I'll never be in a situation where I'm on, well, I might be on a situation where I'm on my own, it's different, because mm-hmm. it's my own head you know, <laughs> I'm interacting with. So I might surprise myself sometimes, Yeah, but le- less so, a lot less so. If
2: you're gonna sit down <laughs> and write a song on the piano, Uh, is there a certain genre or mood that you always go to like in my three months of piano lessons in the fifth grade Mm -hmm. so he knows a lot I went to (laughs) man I would play the classicals that my piano teacher tried to teach me before I asked him to teach me the Jurassic Park theme song,
0: <laughs>
2: to which he said, no, if you don't learn Farrah I'm going to quit, to which I said, there's the door. No, I didn't say that. Hey. But I said, no, nah, just teach me Jurassic Park theme song. My mom's paying you. I think, like, this is what we should do right now. And then he was like, nah, I'm good, and bounce. But I would always then, when I was wow. at school, and I would sit down at the piano, my, you know, probably 10-year-old over emotional self always felt like you're supposed to get dramatic and play like a love song. And I always thought about playing like a love song to a girl. So I'm curious, like for people that are actually good at piano, when you sit down, is it like, is it your instinct to start like rocking out or is it to kind of get like, you know, melancholy and
0: it's all it's all dependent on your mood. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I think that that that's like the aim is, is with, with an instrument is to make it like, as, as easy as a language, your first language. is mm. So you can just say whatever it is that you're feeling, but in notes.
1: That is, the people I've seen do that, the aforementioned John Mayer, when he was on stage with yeah. Chappelle, like Chappelle just looks at him and asks for something. Yeah. Either a song or a mood or a thing. Like he would, yeah, right. he would ask for an emotion one time and then Mayer would play it. And you're like, because in, in, in your head, you're like, what the hell... What the hell is an angry guitar like melody? And then he play it. You are like, yeah, that's, oh, that's an angry that. guitar yeah. melody. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> it, it, like I can't say what that is, or I can't, you know, I, I can't describe that through music because that's not my world. But yeah. then John does it. and You are like, what? Like so? Yeah, my, yeah. I I guess my question to you is: Are you ever sitting down and you are in like a certain mood, like either you are excited, you are depressed, you are something, and you go like, oh, I am now. It's time. Yeah, now it's time. Like you go, oh, I am in a mood right now. This could this could influence something
0: without the middle thought of this could influence something. It's almost like it's a natural inclination of when you're feeling something that you Mm -hmm. want to express it
1: musically at least. Okay. So you don't have the thought of like, Oh, I'm going to go to my therapy right now. You just go. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, let's see what happens here. (laughs) Not
0: even see what it just, just do it. Like, like, you know, if, if you guys are feeling some sort of way, it's going to come up on stage whether you yeah, like right. it or not yep. it's gonna
2: come yeah. out you yeah. can't help it <laughs> what if you're not near one of your instruments and you have you feel compelled I
0: have a, my vocal box at all time <laughs> whoa
1: <laughs> yeah and have, have you ever have you ever done the thing where you get like a, a rhythm or a melody and you'll like leave yourself a voice memo dude uh, voice I have or... so
0: many like tens of thousands oh my God. Really? of voice memos can you
1: make an album of just notes? those <laughs>
0: That would no be. one's ever done that. That would be interesting.
2: Yeah. Can we hear one of them? No, they're not ready. That's like asking <laughs> it's like a comic. Can I hear your set last night? Yeah. It was just yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, working out. Yeah,
2: your riff. Hey, Brad. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Fire away. We're friends. Can we get personal? Let's do it. Do you have a foot fetish? Absolutely not. Let me finish. Okay. Do you have a sock fetish? Absolutely yes. <laughs> yeah. We all love socks. We all wear
1: them. But where do you get your socks? Well, and that's where I have a problem. And I think we all have this problem. You have to go to the shoe store to get them, and then you get these socks that are made by T-shirt companies, not yeah. sock companies. Crappy
2: socks. There's still a, a, a not a, a place that has gotten socks right. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like the one that fits your foot, the one that makes it so that you want to enjoy the socks so much that you don't do what I do, which is lose the socks, and then you're mis- mix-matching colors and sizes. Oh, and I'm pretty sure I've worn one of your socks once. I
1: mean, yeah, that's why it only covered half your foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if all that's making you go, well, Brad why, Brad Adam, why are you talking so much about socks? Let me tell you what's going to solve all your sock problems. What's that? That's Bombas. B-O-M-B-A-S. Bombas. It's a fun company to say. Yeah, that's where you go to get comfortable socks socks made from super soft, natural cotton, and they are a sock company, Adam. This is what they do. They wake up thinking about feet. They go to bed thinking about feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have
2: a foot fetish, but they want you to be comfortable. It's not weird. It's not sexual. They have different colors, patterns, lengths, styles. Yeah. Because let's be honest, dude. Having cool shoes is only
1: half the battle. You want to have cool socks under those kicks. you got to have a good sock game. And Bombas look great in the gym, at the office, when you're out of town. Every pair of socks comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that is comfortable but not too thick. Dude, just imagine
2: being at home, taking your shoes off in front of your family and then being like, whoa, uh, where did you get those? Or maybe you're trying to impress a girl and and you're like, yo, why don't we give each other foot rubs? And she's like, I can't believe you just brought that up. I don't even know your name yet. We just sat down to dinner. But this seems like a fun idea to get to later. And when you do, and she sees your Bumba socks.
1: That's right. I mean, what is she going to say? I mean, she's going to say, let's get to rubbing those feet because I got to feel these comfy Socks, yeah, they are good, and they got socks for men. They got socks for women. They got socks for toddlers. Wow! I can only imagine parents out there with young kids. You can't leave because you know your kid will uh, needs to be watched at all the time. Just order your Bombas toddler socks online. They come right to your door. It's quick. It's easy. They're comfortable. You will not regret getting these socks and if you want
2: to get 20 yeah. percent off your first purchase which by the way um we have purchases coming yes i can't wait cannot be more excited to get new socks because again i just i forget dude i bought socks from the airport before because Ooh. i forgot socks Bad and it's move, like man dude you just end up settling and if yep. you don't want to settle anymore and you want to make sure your feet are comfy and headed in the right direction uh, go to Bombas.com slash ALN. That's Bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S
1: dot com slash for 20% off your first purchase. And one thing that's great about this company is we're all about giving back. Yeah. Bombas. Whenever you buy a pair of socks from Bombas, they will give a pair to someone in need. So you want to give to charity? You want to do the right thing? You want to sleep easy at night knowing that you've given back? It's real easy. Just go to Bombas. Make any purchase. They will match your purchase and give whatever you got to someone who needs Dude, it. Dude,
2: they are given back by giving foot the way to be comfy. And that sounded better in my head. <laughs> <laughs> giving back, given foot. What I thought there a fun body play on words
1: there. What does sound good is putting Bombas on your feet. Good save.
2: That is for sure. <laughs> Go to Bombas.com slash ALN to get 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash ALN. And now, back to the
1: episode. Hey, and have, have you ever had a moment, because uh, I know there's the famous keith richards story where he got hammered uh played the riff to satisfaction on a tape recorder fell asleep woke up was like oh my tape recorder is still going didn't remember the riff at all and just hit play and you hear and he's like oh that's pretty good and then it was just like three four hours of snoring
0: yeah like, I mean, there has to be a lot of heroin for
1: the <laughs> <laughs> But, like, like, have you had a night out where, like, maybe... Or, oh, no, you said you don't drink, right?
0: Uh, not really, No. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So, yeah, so you haven't had, like... You a, still go out, though, right?
0: I still go out, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, have you had those gyms where you, like, come back to something months later or days later and go, oh, well, I guess that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, because, like, uh, often... I guess most of my ideas happen while I'm on the run. Mm-hmm. Driving exercising cleaning dishes like it's usually when there's some sort of motion going on and you're like in this autopilot zone yeah mm-hmm. because you've gotten out of your own way yeah and yet you're still receiving mm-hmm. and so in those moments i might not actually have time to go and like work it all out and sure. write a whole song so yeah there's there's so many times i've just recorded something and then gone back later and mm-hmm. and, and made something more out of it and there's so many more times that I've never <laughs> gone back to the fucking idea.
1: Oh no, we no, right cuz in the moment you Yeah, we can count so many times when we've gone back to notes and be like, "What the hell is peanut what butter is the, volleyball? Yeah. What yeah. What, yeah. what 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 is that it's why is sport? Why did I think yeah. that was funny? Yeah. Why? There's no need." Uh, we we went through that list and we just kind of stopped at Eric Clapton. Uh, you know what?
0: You know what what oh, I sometimes have to do on sure. the notes now to rem- like I have to write where I am and what triggered the thought oh
1: okay. that's a good idea because so if
0: it's sometimes some if it's only like a segment of a lyric yeah. sometimes it can be abstract but as soon as I remember the context I'm like oh that that's what gets me back to that that's zone. really
1: smart yeah what was connecting you to it right yeah man that's a good idea yeah because then that kind of brings you back to that moment because oh yeah that's what I was feeling when I wrote yeah
0: uh, yesterday he,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so you truly didn't want to listen and, and, and how about now do you listen to other um, you know types of music or musicians artists just to kind of hear what's out there or do you just not want to be influenced by uh
0: it's more the latter um but but more so not just because i don't want to be influenced but because when i listen to music uh, it's very natural for me to get analytical with it right and Mm -hmm. it's like work whereas when i go and watch comedy Mm -hmm. i can just completely zone out and laugh yeah. and not think about how that relates to I mean it does as I said like influence me but I, it doesn't have to
1: mm-hmm. you you can just sit there and enjoy it yeah yeah there, there's always times when I when I'm like I'm going to a concert and I'm watching like uh, I watched a band one time like bring out a fire extinguisher but it had like a like a gasoline muzzle on the end of it yeah. and he started like spraying the audience with it. and i was like oh i can do something like that during my show i'm like wait no i can't <laughs> no i can't it doesn't work <laughs> i'm not that does not work i am not going to do that like there's so there, there there are so many times when i think i'm inspired by something that someone on stage is doing and where i go no wait but that's that's them that that's what they do i don't do that
0: it's the energy above anything, though, yeah. that I get influenced by. Like, just watching someone so present, yeah. it just fires me up.
1: And I think it's valuable for artists to go to shows. Not, yeah. you know, it, they, they don't have to be necessarily in your field, but it's, it, it's, it's valuable to go and know what it's like to be an audience member experience that right. and go like oh this is what they're looking at yeah this is how they're feeling this is why they're distracted by the woman that's bringing their mozzarella sticks right now like like oh th- this is what that feeling is and yeah. then you can kind of address those feelings better in in your own on stage act interesting uh we, we we have to hear some print stories because like, okay. Prince is Do we? I, I no, yeah, I think we do. Of course we do. Yeah.
0: I don't have many stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I mean, but you you've spent more time with him than I, we have. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. It's weird
0: when someone passes away to you just sort of like you wanna let their legacy do the talking. Sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you, know? you certainly can with Prince. Or were you a fan before you got
0: I the didn't jam? know his music before I worked with him. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um well. May, I may, I'd, maybe i'd maybe i'd heard a couple of the popular songs but mm-hmm. again it like it, it happened very quickly out of nowhere yeah. he saw me on tv playing with jeff beck and then started youtubing me and then like got <sighs> my got my number from a drummer and then called me and and his first question was do you like the drum rolls of jack dejeanette and I was like, well, of course I do. <laughs> well, we're going to be friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Click, or was that
2: <laughs> the hang up?
1: <laughs> that was the only conversation, and yeah. then three minutes later he was at your front door. You're like, how were
0: you? No, I, I, what I really admired about him was that he was such a fan. Like, yeah. I remember going over to his place quite a few times and like- Paisley Park like, or? W- in LA, I, mean, oh, I went LA. to Paisley Park too. okay, but like he had a, a spot here, and mm-hmm. like we like, one time we just got in in a limo and just sat in the back and listened to other people's recordings. Like, and he was like, "So what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. What is it?" And We're just like, just talk like just like I would with any yeah. musician yeah. So uh, that was fun.
1: And like those those th- th- those moments, are you? Like, are you starstruck? Are you just like, just keep it together? Are you not aware of, of that? Are you like, like you say, are you just two musicians hanging out, listening to music? Feels, uh,
0: yeah, I I haven't really gotten starstruck, mm-hmm. but I've been like insanely inspired by people, and more so who they are as a person than mm-hmm. their musicianship. Mm. You know, like Leonard Cohen. Oh uh, man, he was yeah. probably one of the most inspiring humans I've ever met. Like,
1: How, didn't, didn't he do a "Walking in Memphis"? He did. I know he did "Hallelujah." No, he wrote that one. Yeah, I know he did that. Yeah. He didn't do "Walking in Memphis." I will look it up. <laughs> walking in
2: Memphis, walking with my three back meet on the green, you know? Uh, <laughs> no, okay, you know what? that's not him. You yet. guys are looking at me like You're I don't You're singing know.
0: it like Bruce Springsteen. So <laughs> <I wonder. laughs>
2: Wait, when did you um, work with him?
0: When did I work with Leonard? Cohen, yeah. I didn't work with him. We were friendly. Mark Cohen.
1: <laughs> Not Leonard Cohen. When I was walking in Memphis. <laughs>
2: Which Leonard Cohen did it? Um, name that Cohen. Good. Wrong Cohen. Um, you were friendly with him, CBS. So hadn't, yeah,
0: yeah. Just he and he's one of my favorite lyricists ever. Damn. So, but just as a human, because like he spent so much time in the monastery and like working on his spiritual life and just mm-hmm. that. That's so inspiring. And there's like a lot of musicians that I've met who they're such great humans. Mm -hmm. Jackson Brown is another one that, like, he's like, he actually executive produced this album I just made. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he sort of has been like there every step of the way for me. Like, just, I see him mentoring all these younger musicians, like giving people guitars and advice and his time and that kind of stuff. Like, as you guys know, too, it's like, not everyone in the industry is like that. No. Yeah. So when you meet people like that, you're like, oh. like Bill Burr. Yeah. He like really takes the time. Yeah. Like to, to mentor dude. people. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the coolest. It's unheard of. At yeah. his level
1: and with what he's got going on.
0: Yeah. Time and,
1: is uh, valuable to him. Yeah. You know? and, and you see it reflected in his shows because if you look at the the people that he has, opening for him yeah. often like it's a great show start to finish There, are like he gets great comics too uh because some comics are really intimidated they're like oh, i want someone kind of shitty to open up for me like he's like no i want beasts to open up for me yeah F- bring it and then if they want to join me on stage later and play drums awesome like it, it, so cool. it yeah it, it's a, now were you able to like sit down off mic with him and just kind of jam out me and bill yeah, yeah we've done it
0: like many times yeah <laughs>
1: And Marin too, right? Huh? Marin too, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I produced a track for Marin on this movie that just came out. No way! Called what? It's called, what is it called? Sword of Trust. Nice. It's like the the song because he's like a guitarist in the movie, and then at the end we did this song that he plays at the very like the, when the end credits come up. Holy mm-hmm. shit! So I like produced that here and then, yeah.
2: Marin seems like he's. Pre- I mean, I guess I always judge to someone's musical skills, like with the for a comedian. You know what I'm saying? But right, he right. seems. I mean, can you separate those two? Or do, when you saw him play, were you like, yeah, for a comic? You're-
0: no, I take the comic. Out. I think like
2: if, <clears throat> if they're you, good enough, you take it away. Yeah. Well,
0: if you have if you have like a good aesthetic, then you have good aesthetic. I don't think yeah. it stops at your art form. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that. I mean as long as you put in the hours to develop the vocabulary. Right. It's all just about vocabulary. <clears throat> Once you have vocabulary then it then then it's all about your aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what if I did comedy or this or that, it's like so what what's your taste like? Yeah. That's what you're gonna you
1: know what uh, when you're waking up in the morning and you got your Amazon Echoed next to you what what do you tell Alexa to play
0: <laughs> oh, I, I stay so far away from
1: that <laughs> <laughs> well what's on your playlist in, in I love in, Indian in
0: classical music I love listening.
1: Indian classical music mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Adam was telling me about Indian classical music. Yeah. Other, no, he was love. It. Uh, <laughs> what does that sound like? It
0: sounds like Sounds um, like when I was walking in Memphis. <laughs> sounds like, Mark, Cohen.
1: <laughs> how do you get into Indian classical?
0: Um, well, I've been meditating since I was a teenager. Okay. And like, there's a big, uh, like, Indian classical music is one of the few music that I guess not only is like extremely intellectually satisfying and challenging but like there's also like there's a spiritual aspect like they play different ragas for different times of day and there's this whole it, it's it's really inspiring like when i listen to it i'm i'm inspired on all levels what's
1: a raga because i just typed in indian classical music and it said he uh healing ragas like yeah
0: there's different like you can do it for different times of day it's it's the pattern that repeats that you sort of how do you even describe a raga? <laughs> I I don't know. Alexa, <laughs> describe a raga.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, not stump her. Um
2: Oh yeah, this is meditation music for sure.
1: This is Indian classical. Healing ragas. <laughs> and a bunch of words Whoa. I don't know, so I'm not going to try to say them cuz I'll they'll probably come out <laughs> like I'm being insensitive. Rhythmic-
0: <laughs> rhythmically too, it can get super advanced. Like they're playing in all kinds of odd time signatures and like lots of polyrhythms. Yeah. It's, it's deep.
1: And then, is that so a pan flute? What's the, um, sitar? No, not this right now, but. What is that? I, I... That's not the recorder, is it? I played that in the 4th grade. <laughs> yeah, I knew I should have stuck with it. Yeah, it's a recorder. Could have you, made money you, off yeah, meditation you music in like oh. Indian classical. Played the music. ragu. Yeah, 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 yeah. The
0: ragu. Is there, what is it?
1: Raga. Yeah. <laughs> Ragu's a tomato sauce. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> there, that's the sitar. Yeah. Now, have you ever tried have you ever tried to play a sitar?
0: I actually um I went to Ravi Shankar's house what that is literally the only sitar player that i know and that (laughs) so i'm just
1: like he's like he but he's like the dude
0: yeah 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 Yeah. he's like the guy
2: yeah even i knew who that is
0: wow so i I like tried to (laughs) those are hard instruments yeah like i mean no i haven't i i think i've played on on some tablas for
2: a second. <laughs> um, is there any sitar on your album Love Remains?
0: Actually, there there is a Indian classical violin violinist on Under the Sun. Dang. Yeah.
2: Is that that's the is that the first track? No.
0: I don't know what number it is. Maybe it's like. By seven the way, eight? thanks
2: for saying it to us. Holy shit! I don't know where you produce that or arrange. I mean, I have so many questions. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I mean, I've heard you and seen you play, but like man like a full album thing that's a big like that's it's legit i mean You're, it's
0: not as good as my performances at the goddamn comedy jam well this I is true and <laughs> you didn't let me didn't finish yes it. yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> um man how long of a and by the way it's available for everywhere for people oh, to get good. yeah yeah wherever Love remains can. right spotify amazon yeah everywhere uh, yeah is there a place that you like to direct people to that's
1: easier or just wherever you get your music right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we
0: don't get paid anyway, so just buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> l-
1: l- listen to it, enjoy, but then mo- more, most importantly, come see you live. Uh, yeah, I watched it. You video- can just
0: send me money directly on my you PayPal Venmo. account. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just PayPal slash Tal Wolfen. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I listened to the album. It was fantastic. Uh, I think I think my favorite was. I mentioned it earlier was the song killing me.
0: Oh, cool. I yeah.
1: love that song. Yeah. Really uh, very, cool track. very, very, there, there's there one lyric in there. It was like, uh, oh. I don't want to be, I want to be held,
0: but not be held. Yes. <laughs> Where does that come from? I want to be held, but what? Yeah.
1: Sorry. That's, that, that one lyric I was just makes you go. I could never do this, right? Uh, yes. like, That's And my- I was kind of casually listening to it, but then I heard that lyric and I, and I, I was like, Whoa. And I went back and I, listen to it again like sorry to make you dissect one lyric in your great album but i don't know That's kind
0: of a guy's thought isn't it yeah <laughs>
1: that one yeah that one really spoke to me though
0: yeah i mean i think as like an independent artist like mm-hmm. we all want to like experience love but not be tied down by it so
1: yeah yeah, it was very, like, I don't know if I would say that, like, the the lyrics, because I, I, then I re-listened to the song after I heard that lyric, and it, it seemed as I was diving into it. It seemed like, sort of like, I don't want to say it, it's a feminist song, but it's very pro-woman, I, I I felt.
0: That's interesting. Because, like I just said, it's like, it's a man's thought, like, I mean, yeah. the, in that, like, I find that m- more of my male friends are, mm-hmm. are experiencing those kinds of feelings, but, you know, I think that anybody that's an artist, or, I mean, mm-hmm. well, there's a lot of people that just, I guess, feel that way.
1: Yeah. But, but it was, yeah, it, it, that song, that song really spoke to me, and then I looked up a video of you playing it live, and when you do, like, one thing I'll say about when you were, when you play live... Is that there's a lot of people that when they play live, I don't know what the singer is saying. Mm-hmm. I hear Lyrically. you mean yes. I can't understand them. I or, it, or the sound guy is fucking up. I don't know what's happening. Maybe the emotion is driving what's Something. happening instead of being but, able to articulate. But like you, everything was clear. The yeah. bass was clear. The, your lyrics clear. Mm-hmm. Like everything, I got to experience everything in your live, in your live performance, and I re- and I really respected that.
0: That's cool. I mean, I think the priority for me is storytelling. There you That's go another reason why I,
1: <laughs> Yeah Love guys, comedians you know, Yeah
0: Cause they're, uh, You know It's become almost fashionable With uh, all these popular TV shows To just To be a singer mm-hmm. Like Who can Sing all these notes But right. it, It's less about like Storytelling Yeah I, just, I really All my favorite artists From Dylan To Leonard Cohen To Paul Simon To you know Lightning Hopkins Like all the old blues guys Like oh, yeah. They're all like telling stories they're not thinking about singing you know
1: right and, and i would say that yeah the story in storytelling is i would say the most important part because that's the it part is. that's is the part reason
0: you're picking up the yeah, instrument. why else are you why, why else are you opening your mouth then yeah, yeah. yeah. tell a
1: story that's the part that will make you feel something is the story that's told in the song the story that's told in the joke
0: and then and then whatever. on the other hand you can go and listen to some instrumental music and they're telling stories with notes too. So mm-hmm. There's a, there's a way to tell stories in, in, you know, in another way as well.
2: How do you come up with the title? Love remains?
0: I just love the, that it means two opposing things almost. Love remains, like mm-hmm. love continues mm-hmm. and love remains like the remnants of a failed love. Uh like, like human remains, love remains. Yeah. The remains. Yeah. And, uh, I, and that's sort of like what happens when you enter and then leave a relationship is, mm-hmm. is that there's these remnants of this failed love and yet love remains. Mm-hmm.
1: See, Damn. and that's why you're a lyricist. Yeah. And we tell dick jokes. Because <laughs> cause our version of that would have been like, because like when you fucking break up,
2: um, there's like this shitty time where you like go to the, you, you get like you got, Jack in the Box and you're like, you're i left my fucking fries. So you go back and you're like, it remained to be seen if they were still open. I knew they were 24 hours, but I love... I loved it so,
0: And then that's why I jacked in the box
2: yeah. <laughs> Wow Wow You still spun it Yeah Still spun hey, You managed if, to make A sad depressing Breakup story From a dude yeah. into A beautiful title For a song if and, we, that,
1: yeah. and that's why I jacked in the box If we had mics To bump you with We would, de- we would definitely Be bumping the mic On that cover oh, Right just there Just have
0: Justin Timberlake Did jacked in a box of dick in a box
1: By the way If jack in the box I Truly had a box. dick <laughs>
2: and truly had some balls to go with that dick and wanted to take some chances, that would be their next commercial. Yeah. Jack in the Box. I mean, because Jack in the Box isn't, yeah, that's the one where they get a little, you know, they're they're feeding stoners with their advertising. They are. But they also they're love play on words and euphemisms, kind of. They're they're the, they're the only one that, that I feel like is kind of
1: like leaning into like, yeah. you know what this means, yeah. right? Yeah, well, because, yeah, their late night menu thing was called the Munchie Box. Yeah. So, come but on. But even Jack was like, don't you guys love my new uh, chicken ball? Like, he's like, I uh, love yeah. your balls. Yeah, uh, What yeah. was it? It was bowls.
2: Bowls. Yeah, because you like, had come like, on. teriyaki bowls or you something. Know, like yeah, that. yeah, I love your teriyaki. I love your bowls. They're so
1: good. They're so tasty, Jack. He's like, everybody loves my bowls kids, wives, stepdads. You're like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> it, it was very SNL, sweaty balls. balls yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: I have a. Um, yeah. I have a guitar a martin downstairs a black one you do because um you know i used to play i still play.
0: do we get to hear a song
2: but i will play oh. something small if you will play something from your album or anything yeah
0: okay yeah
1: deal brett, all keep, right brett keep her chatting i uh, will keep all right we'll do a quick word association while he gets the guitar just one or two sentences because i'm going to say some other people that you worked with uh sting ouch Ouch. <laughs> what are we doing? Word association. Oh, no. But like the artist, like how, like how would you like oh. him as a person? And so I was like, ouch, what, what did he do to you? <laughs> Damn Sting and your uh, tantric sex. That's not, that,
0: <laughs> that's not word association. Uh, just, you, just,
1: you just want the gossip. Yeah. Well, no, not, not, not really the gossip. Just your thoughts on, okay. on, on, thoughts on them I'm as either artists dang. or people or both.
0: I mean, I don't I don't know him well enough. Like, amazing musician. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to say the same about everyone here. Mick Jagger. He's really smart. Like, yeah. incredibly smart. I, and funny. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not at telling uh, stories on stage. <laughs> but uh, but just very quick.
1: Yeah. Whitty. Uh, Steven Tyler.
0: Super fun. And, like, just warm with everyone and very inclusive and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like, like he's cu- come to like a couple of my parties and just like jammed and no kidding, just like so fun.
1: Wow! And then, uh, how do you pass time when you're on the road?
0: Um, Ooh. I really don't ever have any time off.
1: Well, there you go. It's a problem. <laughs> it is. It really is a problem. Well, start listening to some Indian classical and chill out, uh, Adam. Wait, so brother. you don't have you don't have uh, like. Cause I'm curious about that too Being on the road Like you don't go out To see movies Or
2: uh, Do like late night Diner so meals There are or... like
0: 16 hour days Every day I mean I wish I had Two more hours to sleep mm-hmm.
1: Whew, I hear you. Uh, Adam has his had, Well if had you're having trouble falling asleep Maybe Think of the soothing sounds
2: <laughs> Of this <laughs> I mean alright right, let's we'll see So um, Let's see Probably about Six years ago and uh, let me just preface this with I'm Not Great, um, which is the name of this song, no. Okay. Uh, this was a song I wrote a long time ago about uh, when I was in elementary school, uh, you know, recess. Did you ever have recess at yeah. school?
0: There it was, was kid- always <sighs> too short. It
2: was always too <laughs> short.
0: 15 minutes.
2: Yeah. 15 minutes in Australia? Yeah. That is just, yeah, that is not the. It's a
0: tease. The, I'd rather not have recess. It's a recess, big dick tease. Because then you're always late.
2: You go out, you get one game of tetherball, maybe You know, a chance to uh, get one basket in a game of uh, three-on-three, maybe get up in in, uh, kickball, and then the whistle blows. And then you always try to roll the dice and play longer. And then the recess teacher has to turn to a Nazi, and they're like, if you don't go inside, I'm going to tell your parents. And you're like, you don't know my parents. They split up. And then she's like, fucking way to make it weird. And then you go back inside.
0: (laughs) Anyway, this song is about
2: a... uh, Oh, the uh, kid Dustin Brody, who was on my uh, on the playground, and he was always way too competitive, so we called him an overcompetitive recess kid. <laughs> Overcompetitive recess kid, why don't you cool the fuck down? Everyone's trying to have a good good time, and that's all I remember of the song.
1: <laughs> I wrote this was about five years ago. Um, but the next I, song I wrote, but I but I think we got the you, you know, got the gist of it. Yeah, he, you want he more? He was very overcompetitive, and he was a recess kid. What is um? <laughs> trying to think of a um, I don't know I don't know what songs you've written <laughs> I wrote one about um, oh, fuck well <coughs> while I'm thinking of this
2: by the way again this is why um, we don't get opportunities yeah. to uh, to perform on the, on the big stages what, are, what song will you be singing for us
0: I don't know you didn't tell me I was going to be singing a song now I have yeah. to write one and then uh, write it down and Give me just an hour.
1: Okay. Well, no, you, we're chilling. No, well, you, let me perform uh, the rest of this unplugged set. You could, no, you, you could play something from the album if you want, or just something you're working on.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I have a, a guitar pick. With all this fucking cash I brought, so I, I have to pay these guys to uh, have have me on their podcast. So.
1: Sure. Well, this is this is the big time right here.
2: Do
0: I even have a pick? I don't think I do. This is this is the musician's wallet.
2: <laughs> do you need one I can find She's Whoa. she's literally throwing she's literally throwing money oh, at us. I'm crushing it, dude. I actually, mean you know apparently what? overcompetitive
0: <laughs> recess kid. I don't have a pick. Do you have a pick?
2: I think I might, yeah. Would that help a lot?
0: That would well, I mean a minor amount. It won't make me sound good. <laughs> oh look, I found a this is a bass pick.
2: Okay. Like, yeah. Like,
0: like it's a wooden
2: pick. Whoa. Check it out, dude. Got some hefty. Dang. Bread? you want to feel what a bass
1: pick feels like? Want to feel my bass pick? I mean, not like I haven't already. <laughs> there were some times in college we do not really talk about those. All right. Well, here. Oh,
0: is that one? Is it? I don't know. I just got to get past the tampons
1: and the... <laughs> <laughs> I've had Same. a dime for every time yeah, I said that. All the time. Oh, there it is. Got one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Found
2: one.
0: I found it.
2: Oh, just when I was Give finding my, my money back. Just when Let's I was finding it. my groove.
0: This ah. one be a roadie. How's this good? Right there. Okay. I don't fucking move. <laughs> You're perfect.
1: If that doesn't sell it, I don't know what the Holy fuck can. Oh. This
0: will sell it. Hold on, one more song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm dying,
1: dude. I, uh, I, I mean, I just
0: want to see how long you'll hold that the, for, really.
1: The the I album. Mean, quite honestly, yeah. you play. I, I would do that for a whole show. You're unbelievable. Yeah. This the album is Love Remains. Yeah. Tal Wilkenfeld. Holy shit! <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh,
2: Love Remains, go get the album, and, uh, and Tal, uh, .com. What's the? where do people go get tour
0: dates? I wish it was Tal.com. Mm. TalWilkenfeld.com. Easy. And, uh, yeah, I'm playing, I guess, Kimmel on Monday. Yes, yeah. And then Portland, Seattle later in the week.
1: We're in Seattle, that's where I'm from
0: where am I playing and see I actually look don't it up know. go
1: to the I website yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah look, look it up website. you <laughs> have a phone in your <laughs> damn pocket that you're listening to this podcast yeah. on go see her but uh, only if you like things that are awesome and only if you like feeling things will you take will you take us out
2: Good night, everybody. Next time, she'll cover Overcompetitive Recess (laughs) Kit.
0: I got my jack in the box. (laughs)
2: fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast? Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night Podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah willow? (laughs) Nice.
1: What's up, dog? This is your pal Bugs Bunny. Say, uh, I got a question for you. You know who has the head of Elmer Fudd and the body of Foghorn Leghorn? Why, that's Adam Ray and Brad Williams. Ain't I a stinker?